And that's why you never go and participate on a reality show that is located on an island run by the Chinese government. Yeah. What is going yeah. on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. On an island off China, I'm Dan Ray. We will get into what that was all about uh, shortly. Yeah. But uh, one of those, you know, every once in a while, the news and in the cover band world kind of intersect. And, and this has happened. It has. It has. In a most dystopian fashion. Yeah, it's this incredible. Time. So we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. How you been, Dan? I've been all right. I've been all right. It's been my birthday since we last talked. Nice. So that was good. That was I did good. send you a late happy birthday. It did. Thank you for that. Yeah, it was a happy birthday. I got a nap and... Uh, Ooh. Yeah, it was excellent. Excellent. These are the kind of things that, you know, adults and, and parents, you know, really, truly relish. I'm old enough now. I woke up on my birthday morning and had to do math. And um, mm. and in fact, what I, it's, it's kind of cool. I did the math and I realized that I am the age that I already thought I was. Oh. So what that means is 2021 really is a do-over. Yeah, that's that's... Yeah, when you reach a certain age and you're like, oh, I, I'm not that old, but I can't tell anymore. I've actually lost track of my age until I sit down and like pull my fingers out and do wow. the actual counting. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at in my life now. Times. Yeah. Well. <laughs> also, I will say this, you know, in, in, in uh, non-depressing news, um, I had our first rehearsal back in the rehearsal room with my acoustic partner, Taylor. And it was awesome. We, all we did was run through new stuff we'd never touched before. And it just, it was like old times and the energy was there and the electricity was there and we tried some stuff and like both of us would nail it and we'd go, Ooh, and we try some stuff and both of us would totally flop at it and go, Ooh. it just, it was, it was like, it was like how it was, you know, a year and a half ago when we were first starting out with it. So it's very, very great. Fantastic. Um, I ended up picking up a gig on Sunday, literally with like an hour's notice. Nice. Um, and, and when it did uh, another solo acoustic thing and have some things I want to delve into about that, just kind of new developments with uh, my whole setup. Great. And just some fun things. So yeah, um, everything else is pretty much, you know, normal. Just trying to come up with fun, new, entertaining ways to uh, keep my sanity while um, gigging with a band is not quite an option. Yeah. But we're getting closer every day. We are. Speaking of things that are getting better every day, I would like to share with you guys a review. Hey! This is a, uh, a five-star review over for the Apple Podcast app. Uh, if you'd like to be featured on the show, the best way to do that, or the easiest way to do that, is to leave us a five-star review and a little uh, note of your uh, undying affliction for us. Or a one-star review that's really funny. Also that. Yeah. But mostly the five-star it's ones. It's really those are the ones we care about. That's how we, yeah. Uh, this one is from Matt Nielsen. Uh, five stars. It says, a must listen if you're a working musician. Adam and Dan have done an amazing job shining light upon the working band business. If you're a band leader or just want to be a better band member, listen to this podcast. I would start with the first episode and work your way to the current stuff. That's a long road. Quite a haul, but... These guys are... Yeah, for sure. These guys are genuine and have a and have great advice for original and cover bands. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. And even small businesses looking to enhance their products. Very cool. Keep rocking, Adam, and let that hair flow, Dan. Cheers, Matt Nielsen of Matt Nielsen and the White Hots. There you go. Very, 
Uh, if you would like to be featured on the show, you can do that uh, by leaving a review or you can also get in touch with us a different way. We now have a phone number that you can uh, leave a text message or a voicemail. And if you wanted to do that, you could do so at 404-491-0910. I had a lovely conversation with podcast uh, and Facebook group regular Donnie Howard. Hey, how about week. that? Cool. Uh, it was more of a tech support situation. He was having issues downloading the podcast and wanted to make sure that we were aware of that. Huh. Uh, but then we went back and forth talking about um, his Linktree setup. He he went ahead and set one up as well and um, actually let me know that one of the links that I had set up wasn't working. And I've been doing that all day trying to figure out what that was all about. Yeah, the Venmo. Yeah, Venmo is a, is a tricky, fickle little beast. Um, she doesn't want to, uh, open up the app when you click on her link all the time. It will sometimes, but not every time. And that's what makes it hard to account for. Might be the title of this episode. Venmo is a fickle little beast. There you go. Who knows? Okay. Okay. They're all caught up. Listen, is, is it the idea that we would play voicemails live, like, get a voicemail review and some message and we would actually play it in the podcast. Is that kind of your vision of that? Yeah, potentially like maybe it would be a situation where somebody either left a nice review. That would be nice to hear. Or maybe they wanted to, um, drop some information about their band and where they're located and then ask a question hmm. that we would then address in the episode. Hmm. Lots of, you know, multiple things that you, that it could be. I think the the general notion is that if you provide us with content or a prompt for content, why that's well worth some name check of your band on the podcast, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to make us say something uh, silly or uh, marketable for your group, we will do that. So yeah, that the intent would be that you would use this um, as a, you could use it as a, as a marketing tool. Sure. You know, I will be, I'm, you know, we are not above being used in that capacity. Now, I mean, you know, we're not, no, probably not anyone listening to the podcast or, or, or watching any of our other content is a buyer of band services, but maybe, maybe, you know, you, you want to market where the buyers are and sure, probably there, there are more target rich environments than our audience. Still name checks are good. But if you wanted us to say something like, oh, the, you know, our favorite, you know, country and Western band from, you know, Southern Arkansas. Like we could say that. Sure. Covering all the hits of the 1950s. <laughs> we're, we're just making up new concepts for, uh, for cover bands in the, uh, That's right. ATL party bands armor. needs a fifties cover, a fifties tribute act. Actually, Ooh, like a doo act. That, that would be, could be kind of awesome. To tell you the truth. That could probably sell. Yeah. I think I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, Absolutely. So yeah, that's, you know, that's where we're, we're at. Um, I had a couple of things I wanted to delve into, but I just want to get into this. We're going to talk news for a minute. News. Is this news? Because it, well, it is news. Um, news I found found this story on um, the New York post of all places. Okay. And I would also like to thank um, last podcast on the left uh, for bringing the story to my attention. They uh, talked about it on this week's Side Stories episode. Um, so we were talking about how 
actual current events and news and covers don't necessarily interact all the time or intersect all the time. And we actually, you know, we had that, the, uh, the Pearl Jam tribute story uh, a couple of months back that was kind of interesting. But this takes it to a complete, like an all new level. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and read the synopsis of this story and we can kind of get into the details here and there. So after three months of being trapped, trapped, on a Chinese boy band competition show, Russian language interpreter Vladislav Ivanov has finally been set free. His liberation from the 10-week race for pop superstar status comes after repeatedly begging the audience to take him off of the show. Yeah. So the story goes, this guy was a linguist. He was hired as an interpreter, um, but was unfortunately cursed, gifted, with being a handsome fella, and the producers um, kind of slowly wore him down about actually joining the competition. Right. A couple of, I would say, glaring issues, one of them being that he can't sing and or dance. Right. Um, well, and, and then the structure of this show is, while you're not on stage being judged, you're on camera 24-7 in boy band dorm hell, working on your singing and dancing. So this is this is like it's like you know Big Brother but boy band. And and like a boot camp on top of it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh so what it basically what started happening is he would go on to he would be, you know, selected to do these performances because it's it's kind of like American Idol in that sense. There's like a live studio audience and they do these performances and then people vote uh, for their favorites and he would do these like terrible performances and like literally on the show beg people t to not vote for him and because of people broken humanity yeah pretty much they decided that it was funnier to continue to vote him on the whole audience of the show aligned on keeping him in this show trapped trapped on this island and they weren't allowed to leave. There was some some fine. You could leave, but it was yes. some ridiculous fine you had to pay. Or like a crazy fine. Yeah. And um, like they confiscated their cell phones. Like it was this whole operation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he, um, he made it to like almost to the semifinals. And then they, they finally, I guess, you know, people stopped thinking it was funny. But like 10 straight weeks, this guy was like stuck on this show. Like literally staring into the camera going, please do not vote for me. Do not love me. You will be disappointed. Like what dystopian future? Well, are yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, we, I, Adam and I checked this out before the show started. He has not watched the TV show black mirror. Uh, but this is absolutely 100% a black mirror episode. I mean, this is so clearly right out of that world and, you know, trapped by the, viewership and uh god it's just it charlie brooker just the showrunner of black mirror just he, he couldn't have written a better episode than what happened here well <sighs> and i mean you know for people like us we we you know we would want that kind of attention but imagine being in a situation where like you didn't really ask for it you know from his side he was thinking you know i i'm an introverted person you know maybe this is something that might help me get out of my shell or something like that, and then it turns into this absolute like hellscape. To go on, to go onto the show and beg to be 
not voted to go on and to see the entire national audience of the show vote for you to go on. Like it's quite uh quite a thing. It's a lot. It is truly a lot, and I just I don't I don't know what to make of it. Now from the outside, it's a funny story. I don't want to diminish this guy's, you know, experience, but like from the outside it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, it's there. Um, anyone who's watched Black Mirror, it reminds it reminds str- one strongly of it, an episode called um, White Bear that um, doesn't end well. Um, it actually is not doesn't it's not great for the main character the whole way through. Um, but there is like a very very strong you know, theme in that of like all of this horror is really a show, and um, and there's an audience and it has opinions and it's yeah. Yeah. Very, this is, you just, you just need to watch black mirror, Adam. I know you're like not into letting dystopian stuff into your brain, but it's really good. Yes. We, we've kind of gotten to the point where it's just not, we're just not going to watch depressing things because I can, I can do depressing without anybody's help. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's something black, black mirror is depressing in a way that is very distinct, very, um, sort of, um, I don't know. It's hard, hard to describe. And if you're not into it, there's no point trying, but um, uh, yeah, this is, this is very much a black mirror episode that took place. To to contrast, Amber and I just started watching happy endings, which was a show on ABC uh, that is now on HBO max. We started watching that from the beginning. uh, Cause that's the kind of speed that we're at. Let's watch something that is mindlessly funny and not super serious. You know what? We just started a rewatch of firefly. Okay. Cause it's been 15 years probably. Holds up. It's really good. I believe it. Good stuff. So I think the moral of the story is if you are um, a handsome person, don't be coerced into being on a reality show. Unless that's what you actually want. I think that's a good moral. I think that's... Yeah. If you don't want to be in a boy band, don't be on a show to be on a boy band. I mean, that's the, it's, these are words to live by. Absolutely. Uh, on another note, I've, um, there's a, there's a music podcast called no dogs in space, which is run by a part of the, um, the last podcast on the left guys. And they are currently in a, in the middle of a five part series about the beastie boys. Nice. It is amazing. If you are into hip hop or punk or both, uh, check out no dogs in space. It it's phenomenal. It was so much fun. Very cool. Anywho, so let's circle back to actually like important, you know, relevant things that don't involve uh, being held hostage on a Chinese island TV show, you know, hellscape. Um, So yeah, picked up a gig on Sunday uh, to do uh, acoustic at a winery close to the house. I had about like an hour's notice and was a little late getting set up because I literally had to pack all my crap and and move in. Um, I did a couple of things differently, though. I did not use my turbo sounds this go round. Oh, what'd you use? Uh, I used um, the band's uh, QSC K12s, did a pair of those on on some stands. Uh, I was playing a large outdoor area. The winery's setup is kind of like you're in a stage, on a stage at the bottom of a hill, Mm. kind of playing towards the back of a house. And doing it that way made more sense to have speakers with a bit a bit more throw. Sure, uh, and that worked well. Um, 
that'll probably be what I use from here on out unless it is like a, an indoor kind of enclosed space. Um, so yeah, K-12s for the, uh, for the foreseeable future unless I opt to go for a larger, more powerful uh, linery setup. Yeah. Uh, did use the QR setup again. Um, finding a couple of things that I, I still need to tweak on this. Um, the placement of the sign I feel is very important and I didn't have good placement this go round. Um, you know, hits on the site were still up, you know, and, and I made good tips and did get some virtual tips, but where I put the sign in kind of in relation to where I was on the stage, like people had to like kneel down to take a picture with their phone. So, um, next time I will make sure that it's kind of more like body standing level to prevent that from being an issue. Good. Uh, but the texting worked and the tips worked and the traffic was up. So all of those things, um, you know, kind of point, say that I'm, I'm heading in the right direction. Excellent. It's the right. Um, the only other thing I've got to figure out is uh, a higher stand for my tablet currently using, um, a speaker stand cause it has the same M20 threading that the mic stand had. Um, but it's probably six inches too short for what I really need it to be. And um, the Ultimate Guitar app, while having a very comprehensive list of songs, uh, does not offer any sort of AirTurn Bluetooth compatibility for page switching. Right. Starting to feel like that's going to be a problem. But then the bigger problem is transferring all of those charts into another program, which I'm not super keen on doing. So trying to figure that out. But I played a couple songs I never played before and um, went over well. Uh, What'd you play? Had a good time. Um, let's see. I did uh, Love Will Keep Us Alive by the Eagles. Great. Uh, because I found out that the chord progression was very similar to a song that I was already playing and kind of like made it all work. Um, it's actually the, the, the chord progression in the chorus of Take On Me is basically the same. Huh. It's that A, E, F sharp minor D shape, uh, progression. So I ended up doing those back to back. And, uh, that was one of those songs like I really loved off of the hell freezes over record. So it felt good. I was like, Oh, I actually know this song. And I was like, surprise. I hadn't played it up to this point. Yeah. And then I've been pulling some like oldies out stuff. I haven't done before, but like should be doing like some beach boy stuff and, um, Percy sledge and that kind of thing. So you know, I did a um, a live stream last Friday, and I used my online request thing and opened it up, and, yep. and, and the tech of it worked great. Um, right. And they surprised me with some requests, including some Eagles. I, um, I did Desperado. Yes, um, I do. Well, I, I haven't really had it in my repertoire, and I don't know why. I don't know why I haven't. It's so great. Um, yeah, that one's a keeper. And then they did, um, they requested, and this is my karaoke list. So I know, I know it enough to right. play it behind somebody who's come up to sing karaoke. Um, sure. I did get the request for war pigs. Nice. Um, which I do acoustic and, uh, and that went over, uh, I mean to a virtual audience, uh, went over pretty well. Yeah. And, um, and then the other one they surprised me with out of that list was, um, 99 red balloons, which is, a surprising one to see on your request list, uh, but we got through it. Did all right. So yeah, I mean, there's nothing. There's not not a whole lot to it. No, it's you know, just we do. Good. Well, 
So do you guys, did you did you do the German version? I don't speak German. No, I did the, I did the uh, English version. But I but I quote Nina in it. I do it sort of with some nods to her vocalisms in the American, the English version of it. Oh. So oh. we do the um, Goldfinger did a cover of Ninety Nine Red Balloons. Uh, cool, and that's the version that Members Only does. That's cool. So it kind of it um it's kind of it 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 starts really low and then does the normal kind of groove the dun 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 dun. dun. But instead of uh, when it when it does the turnaround on that riff, mm-hmm. it like breaks down like like completely retarded. So it's like and then everything's double time after that. Fun. And then the last verse you do completely in German. Okay. Anyway, you get to say like words like schlau. Schlau. And that kind of stuff. All right, that's cool. I mean, I, I do enjoy singing about um, super high-tech jet fighters and, you know, the, the, the English version is hilarious in its roughly translated state, so. Yeah. Fun song. You're, yeah, you're always going to get a thumbs up for me regarding that kind of thing. Yeah. I've been, I'm thinking about adding more, like, not like crooner stuff, but like crooner stuff. Yeah. Some like Michael Buble and some Frank Sinatra. Sure. And, I'll tell you the one that I, I, I did just look up and I'm, I'm still, I haven't played it all the way through because I, I don't, I think I can do it. But it's How Am I Supposed to Live Without You by Michael Bolton. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think I can pull it off. I believe that you can. And you know, if my hairline keeps pulling back, I might be able to do like a legit tribute. Just a full Michael Bolton. Just Could be. Yeah. I, just, I can see it. I can see it happening. <laughs> a whole night of Bolton. Tell me all about it. Tell me about the plans you're making. I mean, why would you Whoa. not? Frankly, why would you not? I mean, yeah, for sure. So no, it, it ended up going really well. Um, and then at the end of that gig, I had a moment um, that I wanted to kind of just use as a lesson, I guess. Great. Uh, so this is a place that I've played for a while. It's been a couple, you know, a couple of years since they've opened. And, you know, as I was getting back into the solo acoustic thing, like that was not something that I had done in a long, long time. You know, this, I'd been purely a band guy and very much entrenched in the, you know, the eighties realm that I had lived in. And so, um, you know, pulled this show in last minute, did the thing, used all my new tricks and kind of changing up the way that I did my show and like the songs that I picked and the owner of the the winery came up to me and she said, um, you always do such a great job, but man, you've gotten so much better at this. Huh. And I could see a per, you know, a musician hearing that and being upset about it. Because it, it's definitely it can be a touchy subject when somebody critiques your performance or your whatever. Yeah. But, you know, looking at where I started and the amount of effort and the amount of, you know, trying things and, you know, them not going so well. And, you know, we, we've had conversations where like I did a gig and like didn't get asked back because I wasn't able to deliver the thing that they were looking for. Right. So, you know, I could have taken that 
as like a backhanded compliment or whatever. But like instead, I I thought about it and I was like, thank you. I have worked really hard on making, you know, this kind of thing better. And was just willing to take, you know, a a, a critical piece of feedback and and, you know, accept it. Well, it's interesting that it sounds critical to you. I mean, she meant it as a compliment. Yeah. Right? And so what you hear when she says that is the perception she had of you before that was less good than now, although part of what she said was even that was good. Right. Right? So I think there is, um, uh, and we all do this, and musicians maybe more than anyone else, uh, I don't know anyone else, musicians in particular. Um, We're looking for the critique, right? We're looking for the criticism and, um, and we'll find it whether it's there or not, quite frankly. Um, You know, it's just interesting. Yeah. My personality is when, when I hear that and I'm not being emotionally intelligent, she's going, what she's really saying is you used to suck at this. Yeah, boy, I'm so glad that you've improved because it was terrible before. Right. So that's what that's that's how I would have taken it. Hmm. But the fact of the matter was is that I I have. I've I've really tried yeah. to do you know, we we did the cover band hell episode that we talked about. Um, you know, I've really gotten into the like take no breaks, take, you know, just just do do it. Yeah. And all of the other things that, you know, I think have made me more marketable in this particular realm. And it's it's a skill set that I had not exercised. It's a skill set that I still don't feel 100% confident in. There's definitely moments where I'm just like, ah, just kind of out, I'm just kind of blowing the breeze. I'm hoping this is landing with people. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of an interesting moment. It's great. Yeah. It's great. And, and it's good to, it's good to be able to, <laughs> it's good to be able to interpret um, to, to hear your own interpretation and interrupt that, right. Mm-hmm. Of, of what's being said to you. Cause it's, it's, yeah. um, um, it's our, our, our interpretation of the world that's coming at us is rarely an empowering one. Sure. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's really, really cool to be able to like get that compliment for what it was like, yeah, I have, I've worked hard. Thank you for Acknowledging that, right? Thank you for, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that that's landing because it has been deliberate. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and I was talking to, I, I, we had a conversation around that and I was like, you know, I, I don't, I think the big challenge with those kinds of gigs, and it's like this for anything else, especially when you're not, people aren't there to see you. Yeah. I think that's the hard part. I think people need to kind of like change their mentality around that. It's not necessarily your technical ability. We talked about this last week. You know, the impressive doesn't mean good or, you know, hard, ambitious doesn't necessarily translate. But it's not necessarily your ability to perform the material. It's knowing the material to perform for the audience that is there, who is not there to see you. That's right. So, you know... Are you there to do, um, you know, to to be yourself, to do that part of the show, or are you there to just provide inter- entertainment for a space while other people are doing other things? Yeah, you are a crouton on the salad, and you can there either you be a boring crouton that nobody cares about, or you can be some amazing garlic crouton. 
There you go. That turns the whole salad on its head and is an addition, an addition to a really great salad. Be a gourmet crouton is I think what we're trying to say. A gourmet crouton. So Paul Longden in the live stream um, popped up and said, do you find the audience can get uncomfortable approaching you mid-song to scan the QR? Um, I would say if that is a concern, make sure that the uh, the signage is off uh, away from, like not directly in front of you. So they don't necessarily feel like they are blocking your view or getting in the way. Coming up on stage or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I typically put it off, you know, flanking the stage like on the peri- the perimeter of whatever performance space that i'm at yep. um so that people can walk up and they're not necessarily blocking anybody's view or anything like that so that's not been my experience you know my th- the only issue that i ran into was you know it not being optimally located vertically um but yeah it's just you know another another thing that we can tweak and and, and try out you know for next time so yep. Yep. but yeah cool. so if if you are don't be afraid to ask questions and get real answers. I think that's something that like sometimes people want to hear. They want to be validated for their, you know, their effort or their opinion, but don't necessarily want the truth or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just want to, yeah. You want somebody to go, yes, what you did was good. Always, always, always was since the first time I met you. Yeah. Always. How could there, there was no room for improvement the first time. So what you've been doing ever since has been absolutely a 10 the whole time. Yeah. So that is where you're going to find opportunities to get better. And that's ultimately what you want to do. Yep. So do it. Yep. Yeah. And to do that, you got to find the gaps. Mm-hmm. Right. You're, you're, and, and that's a thing people are, If they do tell you that, that's hard to hear. But most likely people aren't going to tell you the gaps. Yeah. And so sometimes you have to approach people and ask, you know, what are my blind side, what are my blind spots in this situation? And it takes a real partner. I mean, an average, an average audience member or even a, a venue manager type. I don't know that you can expect a ton of honesty out of that about you know, like a ton of brutality from them yeah. about like, well, here's what I wish it had been instead. Or, right. um, gosh, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure your song selection is right for the, some of them will tell you that. And that's great. And you want to be able to hear it in the spirit it's meant in. Right. Um, um, and be able to say like, wow, great feedback. Next time I'm here, <laughs> you'll see how much I've taken that on board. Right. Yeah, and not have it be I'm- like, this is why you fail and you can't ever play here again. Right. Well, but that's, that's the issue is that you, a lot of times you don't get that. Somebody will go, oh, thank you so much for being here. Have a great night. Yeah. You know, here's your really pay. Love See ya. And then you get, you know, the person who booked it or whatever goes, Hey man, they weren't really happy about that. It's like, then why did you wait for me to finish three hours of failing right. before telling me, right. you know, right. this could have been addressed and, and, you know, remedied in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, I always, um, uh, when I do take a break, which is most of the time, I will um, I'll check in with the bar and the manager, make sure they're happy, make sure it's you know, see if they have any feedback. Um, yeah. I always do that during a show, always, sure, always. Um, make sure. This but yeah, is- like you were saying, like the onus then is you know is the person behind the bar willing to you know go there? Yeah, yeah, and if they aren't, at least I can say I. Give them the opportunity, right? It's 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 kind of on them at that point. 
in yep. in in my mind and I hopefully in theirs. Um but it's just certainly, I mean, that's their opportunity to say, yeah, no, you guys are great. A little loud. Maybe you could it's like, great. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Fine. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for that. Yeah, give us some yeah, give me something to work with. Yeah. Happy to, for right? Sure. I'm here for that. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, just be willing to um ask hard questions and take hard answers. Yeah. Yeah. Be be an be an opening for feedback. Because you know, the other thing is if you ask for feedback but you're not open to it, if you're if you're asking but don't really want it, that comes across. Yep. You know, we we've had multiple conversations about being an asshole. Yeah. In yeah. this situation. Yeah. So, you know, if you're if you're going to be bold enough to ask the question, then you know, be mature enough to take the uh take the the feedback for what it is. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. So this week we I had a couple of potential things pop up that ended up not panning out. Um and it was a weird situation where I was going to be participating in a live stream related to the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Um but the logistics and the organization just wasn't quite there. Um and it was one of those things where I was doing a favor of for a friend. Um, that could have been something and it may still be something, but it just didn't work out. Um, and you know, one of the other topics that I wanted to kind of dip into is, you know, we've said multiple times, like you shouldn't necessarily do things for free, but sometimes doing a favor for somebody, you know, can pay off big in, you know, in other ways. So, you know, in, if a if if a if a opportunity presents itself that seems interesting or uh potentially could be lucrative in other ways you know be willing to entertain those things now this is the curse of a content creator <laughs> because i went over to a uh whenever to the space where this thing was supposed to be occurring and immediately saw that like this is not going to go smoothly I should definitely do this Mm. just because I knew that whether it went well or it was a complete disaster, I'd have something to talk about. (laughs) There you go. Exactly. So you end up like putting yourself in these really, you know, less than ideal situations, uh, willingly just as a way to generate, you know, more stuff to talk about. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen this week. So, uh, Dan and I went back and forth. We were trying to move schedules around. It ended up not not mattering. Um, but yeah, just kind of a, a fun side quest deal there concerning doing things for free and what it can or can't do for you. Yeah, and I think I think um, you said the word favor, mm-hmm. and I think that's sort of um, that's an important word in that in that conversation, right? Don't play gigs for free. If it's a gig, that should be paid. If it's a favor. Right. Favors are free. Favors are free, yeah. and we trade them, and we give them freely, and where we can make a difference with them, we do them, and that's a different thing from playing for free, I think. Right. Well, and again, look at it big picture. You know, if you are willing to help somebody out for something, you know, you want to. We talk about relational capital. We talk about you know building relationships. You know. Uh, fostering your network. Those are things that you can use in the future. Now, some things are not worth doing. 
you know, I had a situation pop up where a person was like, I need something done, but I can't pay for it. And I looked at the situation and I was like, you could, but you don't want to. So I did like a, I did what I consider a free amount of work yeah. and they're like, yeah. no thanks. And I was like, great. That's all I'm going to do about this. Yeah, that it, they, We now know where we stand. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. um, it's, it's interesting. I've, I've, I've gotten some inquiries recently about doing, uh, consulting for, you know, social media stuff and YouTube stuff and that kind of thing. And everybody that I've talked to has been like, I am willing to pay for this kind of thing. And this is a person who is going to use the work that I was going to do to make a considerable amount of money and said, nah, I don't, I don't think I'm willing to do that. Okay. I'm not willing to invest in that. And I was like, okay, Fine. well, that was not, that wasn't the right, you know, thing for me to do that. And they should find another sucker. Yep. And maybe, you know, I'm sure they did. Yeah, probably. Or learned to do it themselves. Yep. No doubt. Scott Smith. Great stuff, boys. Listen to the whole pod tomorrow morning. Have a great night. Thanks, Scott, for tuning in to the live stream. Yeah. Scott's one of our guys. He, he hits us up on the regular. Yep. So yeah, those are, those were all of my big topics I wanted to, to dig into. Alrighty. Listen, do you have a plan for next week? Cause I'm not here. Yes. So, um, for those of you who are interested in, um, gear, I know, you know, some people are pro gear. Some people are anti gear. Um, I am going to interview the former head of orange amps, uh, A and R department. Hmm. Um, who now is doing freelance work for uh, a number of companies, including uh, Victory Amps and um, a number of other groups. So we're going to talk about what it takes to um, to get endorsements, uh, what endorsements can look like, and, and just kind of the general ins and outs of artist relations when it comes to um, getting equipment from companies. Very cool. Very cool. I will be at the beach. I, yeah. You know, it, we are entitled to do those things. And it's good that we don't do them on the same weeks because then we can still put out an episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, that sounds like a really cool talk. I look forward to hearing about it. Yeah. Um, still trying to get some of the specifics hammered out, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Um, he's one of the guys that is involved with this crazy rigmarole. So this will be, <laughs> it'll be a good conversation and it may be at this, at that crazy live streaming location. So We'll just have to see. All right, cool. Oh, maybe you'll see a change of scenery this time next week. Yeah, fun. Uh, got any any other exciting things to? No. No. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, then that's gonna do it for this week. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, big thanks to Paul and Scott for uh, dropping some uh, lines in the live stream. Uh, if you want to. Uh, show your support. You can do that a number of ways. The easiest way to do that is when you're listening to this on your device, just take a little screenshot, post it on social media, tag me, tag Dan, tag the show. Uh, we'd love to see those. Um, there are other ways to do that too. You can do that by doing the stuff that Dan is about to mention. We do have a very funny, interesting video dropping on the YouTube channel tomorrow morning at 9am. Uh, I, I delved into the Helix uh, new firmware and decided I was going to make the ultimate butt rock preset. And uh, do I accomplish that? You're just going to have to tune in to find out. Otherwise, 
I will go ahead and call it for this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 152. Have an awesome week. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com, and consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.